And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you've got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fay. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colm Kyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and meet of the football champions. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another edition of the We Are Me podcast. I'm Mickey Brennan and as, as always I am joined by the one and only Davy Rispin, a wealth of knowledge when it comes to club football and need. Um, and it just shows you, like, I suppose everybody talks to me about you Davy and, and the wealth of knowledge that you have and club football and need and they say it's absolutely brilliant. I just tell them you're a sponge. But I suppose when you're playing for Cup Town and you're not going to knock out uh, end of it. <laughs> it probably gives you a bit more time to go for to go to these games and, and get this wealth of knowledge that you have of, of club footballers and me. Yeah, well, it's I suppose it could be that or it could be the OYO because I was only talking to one of the lads today actually, and we were we'll talk about it later on about the new leagues the structures for the county, and we're actually we're finding ourselves in Division Five, and uh, we're not a bit we're not a bit happy about it, but. Uh, I just texted him and I said, like five years ago, we were in Division 2 and we, we went down to Division 4 and then back up to Division 3. So we've actually had the benefit of playing, barring the top, top senior clubs, we'll say, we've had the benefit of playing a lot of really good, or a lot of the clubs that are in Mead. So you just get used to the players and the grounds and the teams are playing and stuff like that. So, but that's, that's really it. Um, and and the, the lads that are probably giving you stick all the time as well they always stick at the back of the head but uh, <laughs> look at I, I'm sure you're you're no different Mick like you've you've been in Cavan and stuff as well and like you probably have the benefit of having kind of two different um, dimensions in your head I suppose of, of different players and probably getting mixed up with different lads as well <laughs> yeah, yeah was, now when I was playing for Drummond I would have played an intermediate and I would have played in senior championship I would have played in division three two and one of the leagues down in Cavan. And then, sure, when I came back and played with Simonstown, um, I would have played um, senior and junior A, or junior B as it's now, or, well, as it was, it's not even junior B now, I think it's Premier Reserve or something. And uh, so I would have played with the B League team as well. So I would have played against an awful lot of teams throughout Mead as well, and then throughout Cavan. So it's, it's, it's hard to try and remember them all as well. And especially the fact that I'm playing football for, for, for over 30 years as well. <laughs> There's been a lot. Like when I left when I left Navin and went to Cavan, I was 21 and sure when I came back most of the fellas I played football against or um played football against uh were were now managing teams, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so yeah there was a new crop of players that come in to play. So on this week's podcast anyway, apart from slagging each other, we are going to be talking about the uh, all County Football League for 2020. We have got the fixtures for the All County Football League, and uh, we're going to bring them to you. Um, I know I got a message in from 
uh, a Drumbarrow man, Sean Caffrey. He was delighted to see that the All-County Football League had been, uh, had been reinstated for 2020. Delighted that he's going to get to see a few more games of football. Uh, we'll also have some dates and fixtures for you uh, involving the Mead team with the National Football League and the All-Ireland Championship. You want to just note these dates and put them into your book. And obviously, we'll be, we'll be talking or into your diary. We'll also be talking about uh, how the structure of the All-Ireland Championship has changed. And uh, we'll come back to that in a few minutes. We will also be uh, going to Instagram interact with Davy, and uh, then we'll just be talking maybe quickly about our new segment on our Patreon podcast. It's the Lawyer Royal Podcast, and it's the 10 best since 2010. And up this week, it's going to be uh, Wolf Tones, uh, the Kilberry Gibson uh, based team out there. And uh, you know, Davy, that's uh, that's going to be an interesting one when you consider the history of. Uh, of Wolf Tones that were set up in 1975, won a junior in 2003, an intermediate in 2004, a senior title then in 2006, and have been back in the senior final in 09 and 12 as well, um, and have been unlucky not to go to a few more finals. They've been beaten in a couple of semi-finals, 2017 being the last one I think that they were in when Simons didn't beat them uh, in the closing stages of that game. It could have gone either way, an absolute thriller in Park Talcham, um, four goals and nine to one goal and 12, I think it finished, but Wolf Tones had a chance to score a goal one end and Simon Simon went up the other end and got the goal to, to uh, pip them and get through to that final. So, yeah, like Wolf Tones, huge history. Yeah, and it probably took them a long time to get off the ground and become such a successful amal- amalgamation to, to what they did. And they achieved a lot, as you mentioned there, in a short space of time between the years of 2003 and six, And... Maybe they're a little bit disappointed that they might have not got another couple of seniors or Keegan Cup titles after that 06. And I know you referenced there that they were in a couple of finals and that. But that group in particular, which obviously, you know, won junior, intermediate and senior in the space of three or four years, they'll be a little bit disappointed that it was such a special group or pool of players that maybe they just didn't go on and achieve a little bit more but as you say they've been consistent and they've been ever present since you know in senior and a lot of clubs have came and gone um, since that and they've actually ended up in relegation trouble a couple of years themselves without actually really looking like they were ever going to go down and that kind of thing and some of those players still remain to this day so yeah really looking forward to to getting stuck into that one because as we've spoken about they've had some fantastic players. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, we'll take it back to, yeah, again, if you want to go on to our Patreon podcast, it's Patreon forward slash We Are Mead. You'll get all the previous podcasts that we've done in recent times. And uh, you will also get the 10 best since 2010 for Wolf Tones. That'll be going out on Monday or Tuesday morning, maybe, um, depending on when we get it done. If, we are, if there's not too much fighting uh, when we're trying to get this podcast uh, 10 best since 2010 done. And incidentally, uh, a member of the 2006 <coughs> Keegan winning uh, side from Wolf Tones, it did have a one, the one and only Tommy Dowd on that team. And we are going to be getting an exclusive interview with Tommy Dowd this week as well. So just look out for that on our Patreon podcast. Bringing it back to the We Are Mead podcast, the League All County Football League, the, the, sorry, the Leagues or the All County Football League uh, for 2020 has uh, been given the go-ahead, Davy, and it's 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 obviously a revised uh, league and there's only two or three games to be played in it. It's mm. going to be kind of like a knockout competition. Um, so, well, kind of a similar to the championship, I believe. Is that the way it's going? Yeah, groups of four, Mick, and uh, 
two games are going to be played before the opening round of championship, so they'll they'll be used as sort of warm up games. I I'd probably liken it to the to the cup competitions in many ways that we had this year. They were kind of branched off in groups, and then you reach a semi final and final. But as I said, the t- first two rounds before championship, the last round then after championship, and then there's a semi final and final um, as well after that. So. It will extend the year because I'd imagine they'll all be held off until every club has finished their championship. So when finals are concluded and that, so I'd imagine we would probably resum- we would have a resumption around mid October time, mm-hmm. and then the leagues would look to be finished maybe around early November at the latest. But look at as you say, it's more football than that, and it gives clubs the opportunities to get games into lads before they're just thrown into the ticket championship football in um, on the bank holiday weekend in August. Yeah, and a couple of rules to be noted as well. There's going to be no promotion or relegation in the leagues this year. And you can use an unlimited amount of subs um, in all these games. So you could bring 45 lads and you could play all 45 lads. You could just, you could take up a minute for each substitution and uh, (laughs) bring on 30 lads. If you get the lead early in the game, just keep bringing on subs uh, just to slow it down, you know? Well, I could see it now, right? Simon Gales running down. There's about two minutes left. They bring Mickey Brennan on. They tell him to run across to the corner flag on the far side. The ball goes out of the play and they say, right, Mickey, you're off. And it takes him another minute to walk across the field. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that'll be interesting too to see how that pans out. Because look, what I, I, I've seen it in England. I've watched a lot of the soccer that's been back, actually. And obviously there's five substitutes now. And there's water breaks and stuff like that. Now, I don't think we're going into water breaks or anything like that. But it does disrupt the rhythm in the game a little bit. So I would like to hope that it, it just doesn't do that. And possibly they may look at a rule whereby you're only allowed four or five windows maybe to bring on an, a certain amount of players, if that makes sense. But um, I suppose the idea, again, is to get as much football into lads as possible because obviously there's going to be no B leagues this year. So a lot of lads who would play second team football without in their prayer Premier Championship, they're not going to get any league football. So this is probably an opportunity to give them football as well. I'm just looking down at Division 5 and uh, uh, Group A sees Simonstown in it. And uh, it looks like Cortown are in Group C. But the winner of Group A goes straight through to the final. So Simonstown could, in theory, be facing off against Cortown in a league final come late uh, October, November. And... uh, I might like we, we had we had penciled in round five, I think it was. Was it was it round five? It was around the, that, yeah. Of the football league where I was gonna make me come back against Cortain. <laughs> but I might have to wait and leave it now till the final and uh, make my league come back because I'm gonna be you were saying about me. Well picking, actually ha- hang on, before you even go there, right? You were talking about it being twenty one years since you've been in Balnacree. You're gonna be in Balnacree for the first round of the league yeah. there against St. Bridget's um, where Simonstown are going to be away. And then you're also probably looking at a trip to Clannard, which is, you know, a fair old trek as well and probably home game against Slane. So that's a tasty group in fairness, just in, because you have the three first teams and then obviously yourselves as a second team. So there'll be nothing easy in that group either. You, I don't know, you shouldn't be talking about finals like that just yet because <laughs> tell you what, the Bridget's boys will have it in for you. <laughs> <laughs> that's for sure. And I'd say the Slane boys and the Glenard boys will as well. That's, what, that, no, that's why I said that I'd leave it and I wasn't going to make a comeback in, in the league. Oh, okay. I was only going to come back in the final. If you so you're putting in a lot of faith in the boys. 
I was going to, I, well, the, the, from, from what I hear, they're getting great numbers training and uh, they'll be well up for that. So they will, um, and I'll, have to, I'll have to go down to St. Bridget's for that game if I'm not otherwise engaged with the radio or with, uh, uh, with the kids or something like that. But hopefully I'll be available for that game. So look, it's going to be an, an interesting one. It's, um, you know, I, I myself was thinking that maybe there was no need for any leagues this year. But like, if they're running it off in, in the manner that they are, it is a couple of challenge matches, per se, before you go into your uh, championship games. Um, so everybody gets a chance to get used to the new rules as well. Because don't forget, a lot of teams didn't get to try out the new rules this year. Um, and they could be going into a championship game cold, not knowing what the new rules were and how they worked uh, in, in, in game scenario. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're as you say, like we only really had the cup competitions and a lot of players probably um, of a similar era, maybe to yourself, weren't getting coming out that early in the year and they were probably <laughs> looking at the fifth round of the league maybe for argument's sake to make a comeback. So definitely, and even the boys that did, I think we only got a little bit of a taste of it early on. I think you'll have to play these two or three games and I'd imagine clubs will look to pencil in a couple of challenge matches and stuff as well if, if the rules allow for it um, to, to get used to the new rules as well because like you don't want to go into a championship without kind of I suppose number one knowing the rules but then knowing the effects and the knock-on effects of them as well so I think it's very important that they are trialed out properly and this gives you you know a perfect opportunity to do that. Yeah yeah it really does and uh, uh, looking forward to it it's extra games of football as well for all these lads who've missed football during the summer and uh, we are looking forward to an action-packed few months um, when it comes back, the, the, the club football. Moving on to the county team and a um, bit of bad news struck us this week, Davey. It was kind of inevitable. We had heard rumblings about it, but the uh, National Football League is going to be played first before the All-Ireland Championship, which means that Mead will be playing Division 2 next year because the National Football League is going to be finished out this year um, and Mead are already relegated. So um, the only good thing about it is Mead have two really good quality games coming up. They've got Dublin um, in round six of the Allianz League Division 1 and that is to be played on the weekend of the 17th and 18th of October and that is an away game for Mead so I'm presuming uh, I'm presuming that'll be Crow Park. Um, I don't think they're going to bring that one to Parnell Park. And then finally, Mead will be taking on Monaghan away again on the 24th or 25th of October. So two good, real stern challenges before Mead go into All-Ireland Championship mode. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I suppose that's the that's the positive way of looking at it. Look, you've already said the, the knock-on effect that it's going to have for us, unfortunately. Um, but probably similar to the club championships as well, it's a similar thought process to give lads the couple of games to kind of bed themselves back in and, you know, get a feel for it again in, in an inter-county sense anyway, um, before you go into obviously championship. Because at that stage, I mean, we're, we only have our club finals, I think, on the second week in October, I think I'm right in saying first or second week. So it won't, you, counties won't be just thrown into a provincial game straight away. And I think that's fair enough, to be honest with you. I couldn't really argue it. I think it's important to give them a couple of weeks training and of games as well. 
um, and then with the view to going into championship in, in early November and stuff. But yeah, it's a little bit disappointing in terms of league because I think even Andy McAtee had thought earlier on when, when you spoke to him that we would probably get another crack at you know Division 1 football, as did some of the Mead lads we caught up with as well. But, you know, it is what it is. We we. I suppose we have been relegated. There's no denying that. We've been unlucky in that. But we just have to go down to Division 2 next year and, and try and make it back up. But the competitive nature of the games is absolutely going to stand to us going into a Leinster Championship um, scenario as well. So, you know, happy days, I think. Yeah, look, you, you know, it would have been a stroke of luck had we uh, had the leagues been cancelled and Mead stayed in Division 1 for yeah. next year. But at the end of the day, we have to look at it um, we played five rounds of the league. We got no points. Um, and uh, based on that, we deserve to be relegated. I thought that the performances were, some of them were excellent. And three of the games, they definitely could have got points out of, I suppose. Um, Galway um, and Kerry, they're two that spring to mind. And Mayo, of course, uh, another game where Mead could have got points on the board. So we were kind of looking at it that way and saying, you know, it'd be a blessing in disguise if they could stay in Division 1 for next year. Fortunately, that's not happening. And they will see out the National Football League and be relegated to Division 2 for next year. But we hope that they can come back up. Now, the next thing on the agenda after those two games is going to be the All-Ireland Championship, starting off with the Leinster quarter-final. And Davy, the All-Ireland Championship is straight knockout this year you lose, you're gone. And that has, you know, it's going to make the competitive nature of the championship this year absolutely unbelievable because you get one chance and that's it. So it's going to be all on the day. First up, Mead will be facing off against Wexford or Wicklow and that is going to be on the 7th or 8th of November. So it's going to be Saturday the 7th or Sunday the 8th of November and uh, like, it's it's, uh, this is going to be an absolutely unbelievable championship, so it is. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, I think the first game first, I mean, we've known our fate since nearly this time last year. I think the draw was done last October, November, so we knew it was going to be one of the two from that stage. And, I mean, from a Mead perspective, you know, we're going away to either Wicklow or Wexford, and it's never easy in Ockram. We haven't been in Wexford in, in a long time, really, but it's not going to be easy going down there either if we have to. But... That's that's the challenge you want. And obviously the draw that was done during the week is seen as pitted more than likely if we get through against Kildare. Obviously that's that's hearsay at the minute. But from a Mead perspective looking into it, I'd be absolutely thrilled with the draw because number one, you're avoiding Dublin to the final. But on the other hand, you're getting possibly Kildare in the semi-final. And my thinking would be if we could come through the Kildare game in the semi-final, you have a serious test under your belt going into a Leinster final against the Dubs, which... You know, it it more it will yeah. probably be the dubs, and they'll probably come through. They'll probably walk through their side of the draw. That's no disrespect to the teams they're coming up against, but they're not coming up against the Mead or Kildare who are going to put it up to them. Whereas whether it's Mead or Kildare or whoever else comes through our side of the draw, there's going to be a battle-hearted side. So, and if ever there's a year you're probably going to run Dublin close or beat them or you know have a chance or a really good chance of beating them it's this year and we've only seen that Jack McCaffrey this weekend has just walked away from the panel so like things are starting to kind of open up the whole time and I, I'd be more and more optimistic about it the, the, the longer this goes on you know are you saying there's a chance Davey are you saying there's a chance <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, like, 
Like, okay, like Andy Magandy obviously is not going to be looking past Wexford or Wicklow at this yeah. moment in time. And then if he gets through that game, it's more than likely, as you said, Kildare, but they're going to be taking on the winners of um, uh, Carlo and Offaly, is it? Uh, it's, 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 I'm just looking at it there. I'm trying to figure it out. It's all, it more than likely will be Kildare in, in, if, if all goes to form. Yeah. Well, what form are we looking at? Because there's no... <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. This is going to be an absolutely mighty championship. You mentioned Dublin's... Uh, uh, the cracks that are shown, Jack McCaffrey leaving the panel and whatever. Um, you know, it, it is, it's set up for, 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 for the, for the um, big surprises, for the, for, the downfall, for, for the downfall of the big teams. And, you know, bringing up, it's the championship that suits Mead. Mead mm. have always been a knockout team, a knockout championship team. And I'd say Sean Boylan had nearly come back to give Andy McIntyre a hand on the sideline for this one. Yeah, no, absolutely. The only probably I I love the I love the open draw aspect to it as well, to be honest with you. But I would have loved to seen the provincial scrapped. I would have loved yeah. to have just seen it an open draw with thirty two teams. Yeah, um, from all over Ireland, home and away. That's my preference. Now I understand there's more things to it with different the likes of Leinster and Ulster and Connacht and Munster. They need the revenue stream and everything like that. So that's why I'd imagine, you know, provincials were probably retained. But for me, looking at it, I just think. It, it would have been great had it just been an open draw and the excitement that would have brought. But I agree with you. I think the, the no backdoor, no second chance sort of thing will definitely help the likes of Mead and, and Kildare and other counties like that because they know there's no safety blanket of just falling back and fair enough if we're bet by Dublin or whatever, we have another chance or this kind of thing. That's obviously gone now. So if we do go into a Leinster final, or whoever goes into a Lancer final against Dublin, it's not going to be, oh, if we, if, if we get within 10 points, or we'll be grand to go yeah. two weeks later in the qualifiers. It's going to be, have a cut at them. If we're back by 30 or 40 points, who gives a shite, to be honest with you? And that's <laughs> the way it should be. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, it's, it's, it's going to make for interesting viewing. It's going to make for a brilliant, brilliant championship. And uh, there probably will be an asterisk beside the winners of this year's All-Ireland. But... <laughs> Just like the Premiership. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh, I won't. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Ah, uh, go on, go on. <laughs> no, no, I, uh, okay. I, I could put loads of asterisks there beside it. So. <laughs> um, moving on, anyway. And um, Davy, look, it's going to be as we said, brilliant, brilliant. Uh, uh, that we have club championships starting back. We have club leagues coming back, and then we've got the All Ireland Championship to look forward to, and the All Ireland final taking place on uh, the 19th of December, six days before Christmas, with a decision on the day, winner on the day. There's no replays. There's extra time uh, in the All-Ireland final. And if, if it goes to uh, be a draw after extra time, you'll have a penalty shootout for the All-Ireland Championship. It's just, it's just class. Just well, it's, cl- it's class. And like looking at it, you know, from, from the side of a club player, who, who we always love ourselves and I'm sure you're the same in Simonson going out with the lads to watch the All-Ireland we'll probably go out and do it around Christmas time with jumpers and hats on us and all and even <laughs> whoever whoever's lucky enough to probably win it their second or third night on the trot after winning it will probably be a 12 pubs like it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's remarkable stuff but look it's a novelty and I think we should embrace them we should enjoy it because it's never going to happen again probably um, yeah. And we've never seen the like, so we hope. Um, we hope. Yeah, well, we do. We do. Yeah. yeah. But um, um, look at that. Yeah, it'll be great. 
Interestingly, the uh, All-Ireland semi-final will see the winner of Leinster taking on the winner of Ulster. So that's going to be, uh, be it Mead, Kildare or Dublin that win Leinster. And you look at uh, uh, teams coming out of Ulster, that's going to, that's going to be huge semi-final sodas. And you'd imagine that uh, you could be looking at the Connacht Munster final of, of Kerry and Mayo in an All-Ireland semi-final. If, uh, again, this is all if things go to form. The form that we don't have, the form books that we don't have for the last four months. It's going on history, the last year, the year before that or whatever. I just think I just think we're in for a huge championship and a massive, massive upset this year. Leitrim, yeah, we, Leitrim will win it. I was, ju- I was just going to say, we could go into the semi-finals and it could be Leitrim versus Waterford in the football and it could be <laughs> Antrim versus Carlo or something in the, the other semi-final. You just don't know. And, and that's great, you know, and... That's yeah. what we want. At this stage, we don't really mind what way it's going to be. We're just, we just can't wait to get the football back. Um, yeah. So, yeah, really looking forward to it. You can, you can hear the excitement in both of us already. Like, you know, we're like, two <laughs> like little two kids. kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Christmas Eve with no Ireland medal in our pockets. Just <laughs> previously. Um, yeah. Moving on anyway, Davey, um, we're going to go to Instagram Interactive. And I believe you've, got, you've been busy on Instagram this week. Yeah, plenty of Instagram this week. So thanks to everyone for, uh, for getting in touch with us. Uh, the first one we have is from Brian Flynn. And uh, he says, what's the crack with the Alliance Football League for Mead now? Hashtag Division 1 2021. And I replied to him and I just said, I'm afraid it's bad news. And if he's listened to this podcast, he'll know why. Um, so obviously he hadn't heard the news. But uh, look, at I, I, we just have to get on with it now. As you were saying, Mickey, it's two great opportunities to get you know really competitive games in before. Um, provincial championship kicks in so that's the way we have to approach it now I think yeah 100% uh, next one is from the one and only PS Tapes and uh, he says are we disappointed the All-Ireland Senior Football Championship wasn't an open draw would have been some crack I think he means you know again yeah. what we've been speaking about without provincials and stuff so I think we all agree that it would have been you know but can you imagine me. can you imagine doing the draw similarly to the um, FA Cup yeah. You've got the All-Ireland uh, Sam Maguire sitting there with all the balls in the Sam Maguire and you're pulling them out and it's just one against two, three against four, right up to 32, last 32, last 16, last eight. It would have been absolutely fantastic. This is not a bad consolation prize. You know, no. it's keeping all the provincial, um, uh, the provincial committees happy as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Jack Regan has been in touch, Mead Senior uh, Hurler, and he wants to know who's the best-looking Mead Senior Hurler. <laughs> I, and, then, and then he replied to us, and he says, oh, it must be that Regan fella. So uh, <laughs> I don't know what, what you think of that, Mickey, but uh, scandalous stuff. What time of the morning did he send that to you? Was it about two, half two in the morning, was it? Um, well, I hope it was. Them boys are supposed to be training. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was coming from training. And, and <laughs> maybe... Davey, you that uh, would be big into the Mead Hurling these days. Um, can you answer that question? Who is the best looking Mead Hurling? Yeah, I probably wouldn't give it to Regan myself. I would say um, James Toher would be uh, would look after himself, and he'd be a decent looking fella. Um, but I don't know, to be honest with you. I don't know who's best advised to advise us on that. We might just open that up to the ladies and they might get back to us. But uh... No, no, no. We'll, we'll take your answer. So we will, Davey. <laughs> fair, play to you. fair play to you for answering that question for us. Uh, no problem, Mick. No problem. So, so James Toher is your favourite, is he? 
Uh, he wouldn't be my favourite, but I'd say he, he, he'd, he'd look after himself, if that, if that makes sense. Um, P- Peter Duffy, another man who looks after himself. Ah, good old Peter. He wants to know, who's the Pogba and Bruno midfield in me GA club football? That's a good question. Um, yeah. Uh, okay, we need a creative. I suppose, I suppose Mento is the closest we'd have to, to Pogba. He gets up, he scores a couple of points in every game. He's very prolific. Yeah. For a midfielder, yeah. and he's got a bit of an engine on him, and, and likes to get, likes to stay forward a bit, doesn't he? he yeah, stay, I mean, he likes to get into the forward line. I mean, Pogba. That's obviously Bruno. You're picking there. Pogba is the one who goes missing every couple of weeks, and uh, like, <laughs> um, comes out wearing all sorts and this kind of thing. So I don't know who you want to select for that one, but I'll leave it to yeah. you. <laughs> well, well, no, well, I, I, I had, I had Pogba down as a, as a playmaker and somebody you can. You can get goals, and, and I suppose Bruno is a bit similar to that, but he's a smaller man. So yeah. I'm going to go with Menton to be uh, similar to Pogba, except more consistent than Pogba. And who would be our Bruno then? Um, I'd, I'd, I'd have a bit now, I, and I know he's not an orthodox midfielder, but I, I, I think if you threw him in there now, he'd be happy enough to play as one, and it'd probably be Dara Campion. Yeah, yeah, I was just going to say, either Daryl Campion or, or Divine, they were the two that were springing to, to mind for me. Um, and yeah, Daryl Campion would be that man, always going forward with the ball, doesn't go backwards with the ball, goes forward yeah. and, and looks to do something special. Yeah, I think Campion would be our, um, our, our Bruno Fernandes in midfield. Very good. Jamie Flaherty from Delique Bellewstown, uh, he wants to know, will player fit jerseys be a thing in the past after lockdown? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, I think think that uh, players are going to fit right into their jerseys now. They're going to look like they were painted on, so they are. There's (laughs) going to be no chance of a jersey pull this year, so there's not. Because they'll be so tight to the man that you won't be able to grab it. So, yeah, no, I think think the, the fitted jersey is going to become more prevalent this year. Uh, interesting yeah I know there's a few lads out in our club now who uh, definitely for the Premier team now they'll want the, the old loose jerseys that we were using 10 or 15 <laughs> years ago they won't want the newer ones but uh, I won't name names um, <laughs> Ross Ryan has been in touch as well and uh, the Ross. usual crack with the with the mead lads he says when will Jason Scully stop sending DMs to women on Instagram do you know what a DM is Mick? A direct message is it? Oh, so there's okay. like there's a, there's a term on Instagram when you slide into someone's DMs, it literally means just sending them a message. Is that not on all social media? Uh, like, it's on, more, on, it's on more common on Instagram. Facebook and no, um, I, I don't think it happens on Facebook and Twitter I, as much as it does on Instagram nowadays. I've I've heard a few of those pop stars using that term sliding into my DMs as well. Yeah, so yeah, yeah I think I know what you're on about. Yeah, so. So look at in fairness to Jason Scully, if he's if he's single, if he's free, and if he's allowed, I just say you know continue at it. I wouldn't be telling him to stop anytime soon. But has he has he slid into your DMs lately, Davy? No, thanks. Thankfully not. Um, <laughs> no, I nor have I slid into his. But uh, look, good luck, good good luck to him. <laughs> well, best of luck to him with that. I hope it goes well, uh, young Scully. I hope that I hope that venture of yours goes well for you. Moving on, uh, baby. Uh, Derek Campion himself has actually been in touch, Ooh. and he says, "Do the Ryan twins still get the pizza?" Oh, I lost you there for a second. Like Davey. we asked, we probed Jack. Sorry, bore me internet again. Can you hear me now? 
I lost you there for a second. So uh, just start off from Dara Campion. Yeah, Campo wants to know, do the Ryan twins still get pizza on the day games? On the day games? Mm. What does that mean? On, on match days, like, did they still get a pizza? Oh, right. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll have to put that out to them. Uh, you, you'd have to contact the two boys and, and uh, maybe come back to us with an answer on that. Yeah, as far as I know, I think, I think there is talk that they do. Jack Regan was probed on it by me a couple of weeks ago and he didn't want to go into it, so... You know, yeah, that's, um, that's, that's, that's enough said, really, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Simon Finn wants to know, are Nicky Judge's knees all right? I hope so, from a Balnebracchi point of view, because I think he's, uh, he's obviously still a very important player for them now. I don't know, does you know, he know something that we don't? Well, there's been no mass for the last 10 weeks, so he hasn't been doing much kneeling down there. <laughs> does he, uh, and would he be a seasoned mass campaigner? I, 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 I believe he would, yeah. I believe he'd be, he'd be a regular goer down there now in uh, Ballinabracky. Right, interesting. Um, Burn, uh, I only have his username, so it's Burn. I actually don't know the guy's first name, but he says, what, what do you think of the Joe McDonough and Football Championships fixtures and the way they're getting played? So I suppose the, the new, new structures. Yeah, I didn't see the hurling structures. Did you see the the, the uh, Joe McDonough structures, Davey? Yeah, there's no. I, to the best of my knowledge, I don't think the fixers are out, but they, they there's no change to the to the way it was happening. So I think they're they're in a group of four or five, and they played the games over the the same period of time. There's not really much radical change in the hurling compared not to needed. the football. Yeah, because in the football you've got all thirty two teams playing at the playing in the in the championship whereas. In the hurling, you've got your your three, four divisions, four divisions in the uh, in, in the hurling championship. So you wouldn't have game congestion in, in the hurling championships. So yeah, I'm sure that the it'll be fine to run it off with with five teams in the in the, in the McDonough Cup. Yeah, and as well as that, their leagues are already finished. So mm. they could probably start a little bit earlier than, say, the football would in, in early November. So they could start in the third or fourth week in October and they'd give them an extra round if they needed it. But as far as I know, there's no great change there. So it's it's pretty much the same as. Um, last question, I think. Yeah, last question is from Carl O'Brien and he wants to know, would you let the Ryan twins work in the same village when they graduate from Templemore? I wouldn't know the Ryan twins as much as you, um, but I wouldn't have any brothers working in the same town that they'd both graduated as guards. Um, that'd be a dangerous combination, so it would. And uh, yeah, no, I'd uh, I'd separate them. At this stage, they've been together for that long. Maybe they need a bit of separation. Yeah, but then again, when you think about them with their exploits with Kiltail and with Summerhill. They, they tend to perform better when they are in the same space. So, you know, maybe they would, maybe they wouldn't, but, yeah, you know. They, they need their own independence. At this stage, they're using each other as crutches, so they are. You know, <laughs> one needs the other, and the other one needs him. And, you know, they, they have to realise that they're two separate people at this stage. I've got twins myself, and they're seven years of age, and I'm starting yeah. to separate them a little bit more, so I am. Because <laughs> they, they'll, always, they'll always, you know, they'll need the other person too much. You know, they have to realise that they are two separate people and they've got two separate lives to live, you know. Um, because at That's this a stage, fascin fascinating insight, Mickey. Yeah, at this stage, they're, they're going to probably want to marry the same person, you know. Like, so. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> that sort of stuff only happens in other countries, it's not in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Summer Hill can be deemed to be a different country sometimes, so it can. <laughs> oh. 
I see how it is. <laughs> uh, that's all. That's all from Instagram. You'll be delighted to hear. That's it. Um, well, look, um, I suppose that's it from us this week, Davy. Davy, actually, before we go, um, uh, did I see something on social media about Corten and their predictions or something? Ah, we're back in business, Mick. <laughs> we're, we're, we're starting with the club championship prediction forecast. So, obviously, people who are... And sorry, just to let people know, obviously, that the county one will have to be finished as well. So, there's a little bit of unfinished business there in October. We'll come to that when we do... Um, club Championship won very similar. Um, we're only doing it for the first three rounds because obviously there's a lot of games in the first three rounds of the group stages. There's only doing it for semi-finals and stuff. So we have opened it up. We've obviously set up a new We Are Mead League as well, like we did for the the county one. So yeah. if people go on to gapredictions.com, they can fill out their selections for round one. I think there's 25 games between junior, intermediate and senior. So there's a bit of pick in there. And, and obviously there's the option to join the mini league Join We Are Mead, so We Space, Our Space, Mead, and you'll be included. But if you don't put in spaces, I'm sure there's something we can do to make sure everybody is put in. Um, so look, at it. it'll be a bit of crack. It always is. Um, I think you could do the three rounds for a tenner as well, which will save you a couple of quid as well um, by just doing it all in one. So we'll, we'll have our predictions and we'll be revealing ours probably closer to the time when we're doing previews for the different games in round one and stuff. So looking forward to doing that and trying to get the better of you. Uh, in the club, in the club, yeah, in the club, yeah, in the in the club predictions because in the in the county predictions it, it had gone a little bit awry for you and I had overtaken you. As um, as as we say, there's a little bit of unfinished business, so we'll worry about that when we come back to it. Yeah, yeah, two more games to go. As I said to you uh, back in round three and round two, that it was a, it was a marathon, not a sprint, and and it really has turned out to be a massive marathon because it won't be finished for another six weeks or so. <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, it's great that, uh, you know, you have been proactive and have got in there with the prediction sheets again um, for the club championship. It's always a bit of crack and it's a bit of banter. And not only that, it's a tenor to, to do all three rounds, um, which is fantastic value and a good club fundraiser as well. Did the, just before we go on, did the, did the county one, was it, was it a good fundraiser for his um, the National Football League predictions? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we always find that for the first round, we, we would do better because you have a better lead-in time with us. With, then it goes, you know, the way with county, you have, you're out week in, week out nearly. So it's hard to kind of get a turnaround by getting the sheets out and getting them corrected or collected, sorry, within the week. But online's been a great addition. And again, I'd just like to thank the listeners because you've seen the amount of people we had in the We Are Mead League alone. Yeah. You know, and in fairness to them, it was, it was brilliant and their, their support is you know, greatly appreciate it. I know that for a fact, but uh, it's something different. And look, we have the prize money in there as well. So there's a bit of an incentive for people to do it and, and to try and win a few pounds as well. But me, myself and yourself haven't got close to, do, to winning any money yet. So we're just oh. doing it purely for the crack. No, 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 no. Last year, Courtown, you remember, because I went and I went with my heart <laughs> instead of my head. I was being nice to my buddy, uh, I predicted a court and win in the course of you. But, uh, It'd be interesting I, to see where the loyalties lie this year. <laughs> <laughs> no loyalty. Absolutely none. No way. No loyalty way. is dead. Way. Isn't that what the boys of Paddy Power say? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, look, um, that's, that's everything from the podcast for this week. Don't forget to go over to our Patreon podcast. And on this week's 10 Best Since 2010, it's at the turn of Wolf Tones. A very uh, Gibstown based uh, football team and hurling team and camogie team and women's football team out there are an absolutely fabulous club. 
uh, Wolf Tones, and you'll be able to get the recent interviews we did, and the most recent 10 best since 2010 was Dunboyne, we did that last week, and you'll have all the other interviews and 10 bests on there to, to listen to whenever you get a chance. Remember, we are made by what matters.